Welcome to the Celebration Church podcast and thanks so much for tuning in. Celebration Church is one church in 10 locations across Southeast Louisiana. We are all about changing lives, homes, our city, and the world through Jesus Christ. We hope that you're both encouraged and challenged by today's message. Thanks so much for joining us again at Celebration Online. We're so glad to have you here with us. And again, please let us know if there's any way we can be praying for you, praying for others that are on your heart in the days ahead. I want to ask you a question as we begin today. What are the biggest challenges that you've ever faced in your life? Or what are some of the biggest challenges you're facing right now? In fact, I'd like for you to respond to that question by putting your answers in the comments section. What are, the, what are some of the biggest challenges you've ever experienced in your life? Or what are some of the big challenges that you're facing right now? I've been through lots and lots of big challenges over the years of my life. Uh, oftentimes, there's challenges related to the death of loved ones, of family members and friends, uh, sometimes prematurely, sometimes tragically. And then I had to go through the great challenge one time when Hurricane Katrina came and devastated the city and region that I live in. Eighty percent of my city was underwater, uh, over 1,700 deaths, 108,000 square miles of devastation. Both of our church campuses at that time were devastated by the waters of Katrina. Sixty percent of our members were displaced permanently to other cities and states. I mean, I've been through big challenges in my life, and you've been through big challenges in your life, and we're all going to face big challenges in the days ahead. Let me know what kind of challenges you're facing right now. But here's what I want you to know. Here's what we want to learn today from the Word of God and from the Spirit of God. That is that God is bigger than all of our challenges. God is bigger than all of our challenges. I want us to learn that lesson today from the book of Exodus, chapter 13. I want to read in verses chapter 13 and also chapter 14. Here's what we read in Exodus chapter 13, beginning with verse 17. The Israelites were fleeing from Egypt, and the Bible says, When Pharaoh finally let the people go, God did not lead them along the main road that runs through Philistine territory, even though that was the shortest route to the promised land. God said if the people are faced with a battle, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led them in a roundabout way through the wilderness toward the Red Sea. Thus the Israelites left Egypt like an army ready for battle. And then over in the next chapter, chapter 14, verse 5, the Bible says, When word reached the king of Egypt that the Israelites had fled, Pharaoh and his officials changed their minds. What have we done? Letting all those Israelite slaves get away, they asked. So Pharaoh harnessed his chariot and called up his troops. He took with him 600 of Egypt's best chariots, along with the rest of the chariots of Egypt, each with his commander. And he began to chase down the Israelites that were fleeing from the land of Egypt. Now, today's message is titled, Rescued from Disaster. And these Israelites were certainly in a disastrous situation. They had been through all kind of slavery and all kind of bondage and all kind of problems, but now they were facing perhaps an even bigger problem. Uh, the Bible says that the Israelites left the land of Egypt like an army prepared for battle, but the truth of the matter is they had not ever had any battles before in their lives. They were certainly unprepared to do battle with all the chariots and charioteers of Egypt. Now, we're familiar with disasters where I live here in South Louisiana. Sometimes we have big rainstorms that flood our streets. Sometimes we have a tornado or something like that. Sometimes we have hurricanes that come our way. But those kind of situations are, fair, are far and few between. But what we really face in our region and what you face in your region as well are other types of disasters in our lives. I'm talking about when uh, people lose a job or when there's the diagnosis of a critical illness, or when there's the unexpected loss of a loved one, or whether there's the breakup of a marriage or a family, or there are other types of relational disasters that occur in our lives. 
I wonder how many of you have experienced one or more of those kind of disasters in your life. Those type of disasters do happen from time to time. And what we need to know when the time comes is what can we do and what will God do to bring us through those disastrous situations and times in our lives? Today we want to find answers to that question from one of the most familiar stories in all the Bible, the story of Moses and the Israelites crossing the Red Sea. Let me take you back to one of the verses we read earlier, Exodus chapter 13, verse 17. The Bible says, when Pharaoh finally let the people go, God did not lead them along the main road that runs through Philistine territory, even though that was the shortest route to the promised land. God said if the people were faced with a battle, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led them in a roundabout way through the wilderness toward the Red Sea. Now, these Israelites this time were headed to the land of Canaan. They were headed to the promised land. And the most direct route would have been uh, through northern Egypt, through the land of Philistia, till they got to the land of Canaan, to the promised land. Uh, But uh, they could have gone there and traveled there probably in just a few months. But God led them in another direction. Why would God do that? Uh, The Bible says because God was concerned that they were not yet prepared to do battle with the warlike Philistines. He knew that they they might lose the battle. And so he led them in a roundabout way, down a back road, down a detour into the Sinai Peninsula, the Sinai Desert, because he knew they were not yet prepared for some of the big battles they would face along the way. You ever feel like God's leading you in some detours in your life? Do you ever feel like you're kind of being led out of the way and you can't get to where you want to go in your life? Lots of times we feel like that in our lives. You have sometimes experience frustration because you feel as though you're kind of going around in circles in your life because things aren't working out like you think they ought to work out in your life. You may feel like you're going around in circles. You may even feel like God has forsaken you, that he doesn't seem to be hearing you or answering your prayers because you can't seemingly get to where you want to go in your life. Listen, just like you did with the Israelites, the Lord sometimes leads us through detours so he can test us and toughen us and so he can prepare us for the greater battles we're going to experience in the days ahead. I could preach a whole sermon about this subject, about the kind of detours that God leads us through in our lives, but let me just say a few things quickly. First of all, when going through detours that are initiated by the Lord, we can be assured that God hasn't forgotten about us. God hasn't forgotten about us. It was obvious as we read the story, the Israelites as they fled Egypt, that God was at work among them the entire time, that God was carrying out his plans in the lives of those Israelites. And in the same way, God's carrying out his plans for your life and my life. And when God leads us or allows us to go on a detour in our life, again, it's not that he has forgotten about us or that he doesn't care about us. He knows that we're not ready yet for that relationship we think we're ready for. We're not ready yet for that job promotion we think we're ready for. We're not ready yet to move to that city we think we're ready to move to or take that minute minute ministry position we're being prepared for. He's still carrying out his plans, and he's leading us like he did the Israelites on the safest and best way possible. Also, when going through detours that are initiated by the Lord, we can be assured that God's delays are not God's denials. See, God never promised to answer our prayers or meet our needs on our timetable. Now, we live in an instantaneous era when we want things right now Right away. We want our coffee right away. We want our meals right away. We want this to happen right away. We want this to take place right away. But God's not like that. God has his own plan and own way of leading his people. There's nothing in Scripture that says that God will give us what we want when we want. And by the way, it's, it's a good thing, I think, that God doesn't always answer our prayers on our time schedule, on our time frame. If he had, if he did that, I'd have been married 10 times before I ever met my wife, Vicki. Thank God. God doesn't always act like that or respond like that. 
Uh, there's plenty of indication in Scripture also that just because God isn't answering us, just because he's not coming through right now, that doesn't mean he's disregarding us or saying no to us or that he's finished with us. He knows right where we are as we're going through life. He's leading us on these detours again to accomplish his plans and purposes for our lives. Also, when going through detours initiated by the Lord, we can be assured that God's presence will always be with us. God's presence will always be with us. It says that later on in Exodus chapter 13, verse 21, the Lord went ahead of the Israelites. He guided them during the day with a pillar of cloud. He provided light at night with a pillar of fire. Now, the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night represented the presence of the Lord, which reminds us that whenever we're walking with the Lord or following, he will always be there with us. He will always be there for us. And then when going through detours initiated by the Lord, we can be assured that God will give us his provision and God will give us his protection. When you read the story of the Israelites that you find later on in the book of Exodus, God provided for them in miraculous ways. He sent manna and doves from heaven. He brought water from Iraq. He provided for them in other ways, and he protected them, which reminds us that when we're trusting the Lord and walking with the Lord, we may be going on the long way. We may go on a round, be going on a roundabout way, but God's going to provide for us and protect us as long as we are following him. Now, today we want to focus in on the Lord's protection in our lives. Sometimes in following the Lord, We'll wind up in difficult and disastrous situations where we have to fully trust in the Lord's provision and the Lord's protection. And that's what we're going to focus in on today on God's story of rescuing his people through the crossing of the Red Sea. Now, you may have seen that story in the movies, in the movie The Ten Commandments, or in the movie The Prince of Egypt, or, but I can assure you what happened that day at the Red Sea far surpasses anything that any production company could ever put together. Let's address this question. What are some things we can expect when we're following the Lord? Well, to begin with, when we're following the Lord, we can expect to experience significant problems in our lives. I know you don't want to hear that. Sometimes people will tell you, if you'll just follow the Lord, you'll have no more problems in life. But let me tell you, when you follow the Lord, sometimes you'll even have more problems in your life. I tell people, everybody has a problem. Everybody either is a problem, everybody either has a problem, is a problem, or lives with a problem, because problems are a part of life. Uh, but sometimes we have significant problems in our lives. Sometimes we struggle with physical problems because of an illness or an injury. Sometimes we struggle with emotional problems. We get angry or we get upset or we get worried or we get depressed or we get discouraged or we get stressed out in some kind of way. Uh, sometimes we have financial problems when we have too much month at the end of our money. Uh, I, I've been there and you probably have been there at some time in your life as well. Sometimes we have relational problems when we have strife and conflict between ourselves and others. Sometimes we have vocational problems. We have problems with people at work or we have problems finding work. And then sometimes we have spiritual problems because we're struggling with some sin or some stronghold in our lives. I want to remind you again, everybody either has a problem, is a problem, or lives with a problem because problems are part of life. And sometimes those problems are very big problems in our lives. These Israelites, they had a lot of problems. Remember, they had been in slavery to the Egyptians. Uh, they had been through a lot of harsh uh, labor and a harsh bondage. But, but now they were facing a bigger problem than they ever experienced before. Uh, the, the Pharaoh's army was bearing down on them, and they were trapped there at the Red Sea. They couldn't go left. They couldn't go right. They couldn't go across the sea. And they certainly couldn't go back towards the Egyptians. Now, when we're dealing with big problems a lot, it reminds us of the fact that sometimes in following the Lord, we find ourselves dealing with foes or enemies or, or opponents in our life. And the opponents of the Israelites 
were the Egyptians. Now, the Egyptians had been foes to the Israelites uh, for a long, long time. At first, they had befriended them when Joseph was a prime minister of Egypt. But as we learned from the previous week's messages, they had enslaved them and put them in bondage and, and treated them harshly and unfairly. And here's what we need to understand. That is that God's people can expect to regularly experience opposition and persecution from others. Jesus said this, He said in John 15, the world hates me. And then he went on to say in verse 19, the world would love you as one of its own if you belong to it, but you are no longer part of the world. I chose you to come out of the world, so the world hates you. Jesus said, because the world hates me, the world's going to hate you. Now, why does the world hate Jesus? The Bible says in 1 John 3, 8, that Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. And by the way, that's why the world hates the followers of Jesus. What are the works of the devil? They're the pornography industry, the illicit drugs industry, the alcohol industry, the people who are immoral and greedy and willing to take advantage of others. Those people hate the Jesus that we love. And because we love him and because we live for him, they're going to hate us as well and oppose us as well. Uh, Paul said in 2 Timothy chapter 3, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Not might suffer persecution, but will suffer persecution. Five-year-old Jack was playing with his two-year-old sister Susie, and she bit him on the arm. Oh, he ran crying to his mother, showing his mother the bite mark on his arm and telling his mother how much that bite hurt him. His mother said to him, Jack, don't be too hard on Susie. She doesn't even know that biting hurts. Well, about five minutes later, the mom heard Susie crying, and she walked into the next room, and she saw a bite mark on Susie's arm, and Jack said to his mother, now she knows that it hurts. Listen, if you're a Christian, you need to know that you're going to get hurt sooner or later by other people around you in your life, sometimes just because you're a follower of the Lord and just because of the way that you live. That's why I tell people Christianity is not for weaklings. It takes courage to stand up and follow the Lord wherever he leads you to go in your life. Sometimes in following the Lord, we find ourselves dealing with foes. Sometimes in following the Lord, we find ourselves dealing with fear as well in our life. The Bible says that Pharaoh approached the people of Israel, looked up, and panicked. They gave in to fear when they saw the Egyptians overtaking them. Let me ask you a question. Do you ever struggle with fear in your life? Lots of people do in different ways in their life. Lots of people struggle with fear because of the obstacles or opposition they experience in their life. People fear losing their health or their wealth. They fear losing their friends or their family members. They fear losing their sanity or their salvation. But they're also afraid of other things. They're afraid of losing their job or losing their income or losing their health insurance or losing their access to certain privileges or benefits of life. Some people are afraid of failure in life. Some people are afraid of success in life. And you may have heard me say before, uh, people struggle so much with fear. There are over 700 different types of phobias in the dictionary to describe the kind of fears that people struggle with in their lives. Some people struggle with what is called aviophobia, which is a fear of flying. Somebody asked me one time, Pastor Dennis, do you struggle with uh, the fear of flying? I said, no, I struggle with the fear of, I struggle with crashophobia. I struggle with the fear of crashing. I'm not afraid of flying. I'm afraid of crashing. The truth of the matter is a lot of people are afraid of flying. I think about a grandmother one time who was really afraid of flying. Finally, she was persuaded by her family to fly to visit them. And even though she dreaded the thought of flying, she took that flight. As soon as she got into the car, one of the grandchildren said, Grandma, how was your flight? And the grandmother said, it was okay, but I never put my full weight down the whole way. There was one woman who didn't enjoy one minute of her flight because of her fear. You know, many people are like that. 
Fear and worry keeps him from going all out with the Lord. Fear and worry keeps him from trusting the Lord. Fear keeps many people from speaking up and saying what they need to say or doing what they need to do or living like they need to love and live. And the, the truth of the matter is we all struggle with fear at times in our lives. And if we don't learn how to overcome our fear, fear is it's going it's to discourage us, destroy us. It's going to hurt us and harm us. It's going to keep us from joy and victory in our lives. You know what the big problem with fear is? Fear causes us to believe that God is really not big enough to take care of us. But I want to tell you today, God is big enough. He's bigger than our problems. He's bigger than our foes. And he will show himself powerful enough to help us if we would choose to live by faith rather than by fear. And sometimes in following the Lord, we find ourselves dealing with frustration in our lives. Let me take you back to Exodus 14, verses 11 and 12. The Israelites said to Moses, some of the Israelites said to Moses, why did you bring us out here to die in the wilderness? Weren't there enough graves for us in Egypt? Why did you make us leave Egypt? Didn't we tell you this would happen while we were still in Egypt? We said, leave us alone. Let us be slaves to the Egyptians. It's better to be a slave in Egypt than a corpse in the wilderness. Not only were these Israelites overwhelmed by fear, but they were also frustrated. They were frustrated with Moses. They were frustrated with God in their life. And that's why they complained to Moses as they did. That's why they had the conflict with Moses that they had. Do you ever struggle with frustration in your life? Lots of people do. Sometimes people get frustrated about little things. Things like they, they can't get their hair to do what they want it to do, or they can't lose a few more pounds, or, or they can't find a girlfriend or a boyfriend or something like that. But sometimes people struggle with bigger things in their life. They're frustrated about bigger things like, why didn't I get the promotion I deserved at work? Or why can't I overcome this bondage or addiction in my life? Or why can't I get my husband or wife to listen to me or understand me? And, and, and they get overwhelmed by frustration in their life. Let me tell you, frustration, like fear, is a, an emotion that robs us of joy and victory in our life. Uh, one other thing about frustration, it leads us to conflict in our lives, like the kind of conflict the Israelites have with Moses, but it also leads to compromise in our lives. In Exodus 14, 12, the Israelites said to Moses, let us become slaves to the Egyptians again. It's better to be a slave in Egypt than a corpse in the wilderness. Can you believe they were saying that? After all the injustice and hardship and heartache they'd experienced while being slaves to the Egyptians. Some people, some of the people were actually willing to go back to their former lives because of their fear and because of their frustration. That's what fear and frustration will do to us. It will cause us to compromise our lives. It will cause us to settle for less than the best in every circumstance or relationship or situation in our life. It will cause us to go back to the world. It, and frustration can cause us to live discouraged and defeated lives. Listen, the Lord has not called you to be a slave to anyone or anything. The Lord has called us to be sons and daughters of the Lord. Jesus said, if the, if the Son sets you free, you are truly free. So we should never be content to go back to where we are or where we were, go back to the way we used to be because uh, before we became a fully devoted follower of Jesus Christ, that's compromise. We should always be striving to be everything God wants us to be, to live like he wants us to live, to do all that he wants us to do. The Bible says in Romans 8, 37, we're to be more than conquerors through Christ Jesus who loved us. We're not to be overwhelmed by fear or frustration or even by the foes that we have in our lives. So when we're following the Lord, we can expect to experience significant problems in your life. When significant problems arise, don't get overwhelmed, don't get overcome. Uh, that's a part that, that, that of every person's life, even a person who's following the Lord in their life. But here's the second thing. When we're following the Lord, we can also expect to experience supernatural provision for our lives. Now, let me just kind of recapture the story. The Israelites are camped by the Red Sea. 
and the terrain prohibited, prohibited their escape. They couldn't go left. They couldn't go right. They couldn't go back. They couldn't go across the Red Sea. There was no bridge there. And the Israelites were breathing down their neck, and they felt helpless and hopeless. Do you ever feel helpless and hopeless because of the obstacles or op- opponents that you're facing in your life? Sometimes we feel hopeless because of those obstacles or opponents, but there is always hope with the Lord. The Lord said in Isaiah 41:10, don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, and I will help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. That's a promise from the Lord, and I will remind you, the Lord always keeps his promises. Now, here's what we learn from this incredible story. Listen quickly, because I want to share these truths with you and get to the end of the story. First of all, regardless of our obstacles and opposition, we can know that God is carrying out his plans. You see, what the Israelites didn't know was that the attack of Pharaoh and the Egyptians was actually by divine design. It was set up by the Lord. We didn't read earlier Exodus chapter 14, verses 1 through 4, but in those verses we find that, that, that the Lord was setting a trap for Pharaoh and for the Egyptians, and that even though the situation seemed impossible to the Israelites, God had a plan all along. Let me give you some great insight that may encourage you and help you. There is never any panic with God because God always has a plan. If you're facing big obstacles and opposition right now and you're walking with the Lord, here's what you can know. The Lord's already working. He's working behind the scenes in spite of those obstacles and opposition. He's already working to to miraculously bring about good things in your life and glory to him. So regardless of our obstacles and opposition, God's carrying out his plans. Also, regardless of our obstacles and opposition, God's presence will always be with us. Moses said in verses 13 and 14, he said, Don't be afraid. Just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today. The Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. And Moses' words there remind us that the Lord has promised he will always be there with his people. He will always be there for his people to help us and to rescue us in times of need. He was there with the Israelites in that day. He was with Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego in the fiery furnace. He was with Daniel in the lion's den, and he'll be with us when we face the difficult, disastrous situations of our lives. The Bible says God is our refuge and our strength and a very present help in time of trouble. And then thirdly, regardless of our obstacles and opposition, God will extend his power to us. The Lord said to Moses, pick up your step. Raise up your hand over the sea. Divide the water so the Israelites can walk through the middle of the sea as on dry ground. Moses must have wondered, man, God, what's God about to do? But those words remind us that the Lord is all-powerful and there's nothing he cannot do. And then fourthly, regardless of our obstacles and opposition, God will provide us with protection. The Bible says in Exodus 14, 19, and 20, Then the angel of God who had been leading the people of Israel moved to the rear of the camp. The pillar of cloud also moved from the front and stood behind them. The cloud settled between the Egyptian and the Israelite camps as darkness fell. The cloud turned to fire, lighting up the night. But the Egyptians and Israelites did not approach each other all night long. And those verses tell us that that the Lord will stand stand between us and our enemies when our faith and our trust is in him. Right now, some of you may feel like your enemies are breathing down your neck. You may be overwhelmed by the obstacles or opponents that you're dealing with in your life. You may feel as they're, like they're going to overwhelm you and overcome you. But I'm telling you, if your focus is on the Lord, those great obstacles or those great opponents are about to fall. If you know the Lord and if you're living for the Lord, He's going to stand between you and your enemies. The Bible says in Isaiah 54, 17, no weapon that's formed against you shall prosper. So don't give in. Don't quit. Don't give up. Trust in the Lord. Stand and see the salvation of the Lord. The Bible says in 2 Samuel 22 that God is a shield for all who look to him for protection. Now let's get to the miraculous story we've all heard about since childhood. 
The Bible says in Exodus 14, verses 21 and 22, that Moses raised his hand over the sea. And the Lord opened up a path through the water with a strong east wind. So the people of Israel walked through the middle of the sea on dry ground with walls of water on each side. Now here's a miracle that may top all the other miracles that you find in the Bible. God opened up a 48-lane superhighway through the Red Sea. He made the water stand on each side, and he made it possible for the Israelites to walk across on dry ground. I'm telling you that God we serve is an omnipotent, all-powerful God. But there's more. It says in verses 23 and 25, Then the Egyptians, all of Pharaoh's horses and chariots and charioteers, chased them into the middle of the sea. But the Lord twisted their chariot wheels, making their chariots difficult to drive. Let's get out of here, the Egyptians shouted. The Lord is fighting for them against Egypt. And in the verses that follow, we read how the Lord caused the waters of the Red Sea to come down upon the Egyptian army, and they were all destroyed, and they were no longer able to hurt or to harm the people of God. Now, here's the bottom line of this story. I want you to just remember this this truth. When we put our faith and trust in the Lord, when we put our faith and trust in the Lord, He will fight for us bringing the provision and protection we need to overcome the obstacles and opponents we face in our lives. One of my favorite stories is the story of a little boy one time who went to children's church, and on the way home from church, his mother asked him, son, what did you learn today in children's church? And he said to her, my my teacher told us the Bible story of Moses and the Israelites crossing the Red Sea. And the mother said, well, what, what did your teacher tell you? He said, the boy said, well, a teacher told us that when they got to the Red Sea, the Egyptians were behind them, so they built a pontoon bridge across the Red Sea, and then they got in some cars and some trucks and drove across the pontoon bridge to the other side of the Red Sea. And then they found some airplanes there with some bombs in them, and they got in the airplanes and flew over the, uh, the Red Sea, and they bombed the pontoon bridge while the, the Egyptians were trying to cross it, and that's how God rescued his people through the Red Sea. And the mother looked at her son and said, Son, is that really the way that your teacher told that story? He said, No, ma'am, but you would never believe her version. Well, I want to tell you, you can believe what's written in the Bible about God rescuing his people through the Red Sea. God rescued his people in a mighty and miraculous way on, in that day, and he's still rescuing his people in mighty and miraculous ways in our day. And the Bible says in Exodus chapter 14, verse 31, When the people of Israel saw the mighty power that the Lord had unleashed against the Egyptians. They were filled with awe uh, concerning the Lord. And they put their faith in the Lord and in his servant Moses. I don't know what kind of obstacles, I don't know what kind of opponents you're dealing with today. I don't know what kind of difficulties or disasters you're facing in your life. But here's what I want you to know. You can put your faith and trust in the Lord. He will provide for you. He will protect you. He will rescue you. He will deliver you. He will enable you to overcome every obstacle, every opponent, every challenge, every difficulty when your faith and your trust is in the Lord. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to say these words with me. Say, I can. Come on, say those words out loud, even though you're watching online. Say, I can, by God's power and provision, overcome every obstacle and opponent that comes my way. Say that again. I can, by God's power and provision, overcome every obstacle and every opponent that comes my way. Come on, say that again. Say it out loud like you really mean it. I can, by God's power and provision, overcome every obstacle and every opponent that comes my way. And I want to assure you today that when we put our faith and trust in the Lord, 
He will show up and He will show out and He will work miracles in our lives just like He did in the Israelites' life there at the Red Sea crossing. Man, there are a lot of truths we can learn from this great story in the Bible. We can learn that in difficult times and situations, we're to live by faith and not by fear. We can learn that God sometimes brings us to the point of desperation to bring us to complete dependence on Him so we can, he, we can experience His deliverance in our lives. We can learn that trusting God is the key to overcoming problems and panic in our lives. And we can learn that God causes everything that happens in our lives. He, he causes it to work together for our good and for the good of those who love God. Now, some of you are in a difficult or desperate situation today or a difficult relationship today, like the Israelites were perhaps in that day. Don't be overwhelmed by fear or frustration or by your foes. Know that the Lord is carrying out His plans. Know that His presence will be with you. Know that His power is available to you. And know that He will protect you and deliver you and rescue you by His mighty hand. As Moses said to God's people in that day, don't be afraid. Stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today. I want you to bow your head with me right now. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. And just for a moment before Pastor Stephen comes again, I want to ask you again, what kind of big challenges are you facing right now in your life? They could be physical challenges, emotional challenges, relational challenges, spiritual challenges, vocational challenges, financial challenges, some kind of challenge. I want to tell you, God is bigger than all the problems or problem people that you're dealing with in your life. Stand still and watch the Lord rescue you. Stand still and put your faith and trust in the Lord. Stand still and walk with the Lord. And the same Lord who delivered the Israelites in that day will deliver you in our day as well. Our heads are bowed and eyes are closed. I want to tell you that promise I just made is not for everybody. It's only for those who've committed their lives to Jesus Christ. Have you made that kind of commitment in your life? If you haven't, right now with their heads bowed and eyes closed, I want to encourage you, invite you to pray with me right now. You say, what do I pray, Pastor? Just pray these words and really mean them. Pray, dear Lord Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God and the Savior of the world. Today I'm asking you to come into my life and forgive me of my sins and change my life so I can avail myself of your power, provision, and protection in my life. Take away my shame and my guilt, my hurt and my pain, and fill my life again with your presence, your peace, your love, your joy, the power to change, and the power to trust you and follow you all the days of my life. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. And thank you so much for joining us again today for Celebration Online. I want to remind you, no matter what difficulties and challenges you have experienced, you are experiencing, or you will experience, God is bigger than all of your problems. Stand still, trust Him, and you will experience the deliverance and rescuing power of the Lord in your life. If you were encouraged by today's message, make sure to rate us and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcast. Again, thanks for listening to the Celebration Church Podcast.